Welcome to Minx Your Morning, a podcast and Instagram live show brought to you by me, Liat Horowitz, your coach and cheerleader, helping you live the life you love. This is the daily dose of motivation you need to lift your spirits, clarify your goals, and set your intentions for a power day ahead. Stick with me to learn how to minx your morning and elevate your life. It dawned on me recently that it has been exactly three years since I launched this coaching business. And when I was thinking about that and all the memories and all the lessons and all the ups and downs were flooding my brain, I realized that there were a bunch of things that I wish I had known before I started this business. And had I known them and had I really internalized them, I think the whole process would have been just a little bit lighter and easier. So today on Minx Your Morning, I am sharing with you the eight things that I kind of wish I'd known before starting my business three years ago. I really hope that you will take at least one of these eight and internalize it, think about it, and think about how it resonates with you right now in your life or in your business in the hopes that it will lighten and ease up some of the path that you are on right now. I know that for me, this was a really important exercise. Perhaps you should do it for yourself, whether it's three years or three months in your business. Reflection is always key. So I hope you enjoy this episode and that you get a lot out of it. Listen up, because here we go. I cannot quite believe it, but end of October is three years that marks since I actually took a stand and put this business out there into the world, even though it was actually born in June of 2019. But the official date is October 2019. And so when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about and like the the strategy and the concepts and the things I want to share with you guys, yesterday, I just had this like immediate epiphany. It was like, if I knew now what I knew then, I mean, right, this is what life is about. If only I knew that then, how different maybe things would be now. I don't know. I'll never know. And that's not the point. Why I wanted to do this was twofold. Number one, anyone who is starting a business or who is in their business and looking to grow and scale and progress, these things that I have learned from the last three years of being in my own business, I really believe will help you moving forward. And number two, I am totally and utterly in strong belief of the fact that you need to look at where you are now versus where you were rather than where you are now versus where you want to be in this ideal space. Okay. Self comparison working backwards is a very, very powerful tool. I have just completed a book that totally resonated with me and completely underlined the importance of self-measurement and measuring backwards. It's called The Gap in the Game. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. So right now, I'm going to get into the eight things that I wish I had known when I started my business three years ago. Stick with me. I'm going to go through them concisely and quickly, but I'm going to give you my two cents worth because I believe that these are really important tips. And in actual fact, I'm going to keep coming back to this. 
every few months, I'm going to keep looking back on this and making sure that I am aligned with these things and potentially not falling into the traps hmm, that I unfortunately or fortunately fell into along the way because we're human and we're just trying, right? This is how it is. Okay. So the first thing I wish I'd known back then, I wish someone had told me this and maybe they did, but I guess I didn't internalize it, is that business growth is not linear. What does that mean? It means that every year, if you go up, up and up in your revenue, in your clientele, in your services, in your overall business, if you keep improving, it doesn't mean that it's only going to go up, up and up. There's going to be up, there's going to be down, there's going to be up, there's going to be plateau, then there's going to be down, then there's going to be all the way up. So it is not linear, this business growth. And I think the quicker I was able to accept that, because it's a hard thing to accept, especially when you have this estimation and this foresight as to what's going to happen in your business. You know, year one was like this, year two, maybe you triple your revenue. Then you think, oh, year three, we're just going to keep going up and up. Not necessarily the case, even month by month. So just know that that's normal, that sometimes you have up times in your business and sometimes you have down times in your business and sometimes you have plateaus which aren't so bad. I actually think plateaus are very, very healthy. And that is the thought that I'm choosing to have about it. And that is what it's shown me in the last three years. So that was number one, success and growth, not linear. Number two, if you have a partner and both of you want to start your own businesses, I highly recommend you do not do it at the same time. Okay, challenging. Entrepreneurship is challenging as it is. And that sense of unknown and that sense of being on your own and doing your own thing and constantly having to hype yourself up and financially as well, like it can be challenging. It isn't always, but it can be. So I would say that in my particular situation, both my husband and I started our businesses at the same time and we didn't really have a choice. It wasn't really a choice. We were both, it was the timing for us. It was the right choice to start our own businesses. But I will tell you that there have been moments where it might've been nice (laughs) if one of us was a little more stable in terms of our entrepreneurship journey than the other. I will say that the good thing about us both being in this boat of starting our own businesses at the same time is that we really can understand each other and where we're coming from and connect and resonate on the challenges of entrepreneurship at the same time and be able to support each other through it. Right. So that's it. If you have a partner, do not start a business, both of you at the same time. It is very challenging. The third thing that I wish I'd known when I started this business three years ago is that if you go through a moment of feeling lost and demotivated, and that moment lasts a while, it doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. It doesn't mean you should be quitting. It doesn't mean you should be pivoting. It doesn't mean it's not working. What it means, and please hear me loud and clear because it took me a long time to realize this. What it means is that you are in need of further self-discovery and further growth. Maybe there is something that needs to change, but you won't know that until you go on this path for yourself. I have just been through it this year. There were moments in this year that I felt totally just off alignment, misaligned, lost, 
sometimes very demotivated. And I would think to myself, is it because of what I went through last year? Some of the things that I went through in my personal life last year, between loss of a close family member, between renovating, moving in and out of our home, all those kinds of things, it can throw you off. So I kept thinking it was that. But then when you sit down at your desk every day and you're looking for that, you're expecting to find that motivation and it's not there, you start to question your business. Hmm. So what I'm here to tell you is that in my case, it's not my business. I just needed to dig deeper. I needed to grow more. I needed to go on a journey. And that's exactly what I have done. And it has helped me strengthen my connection to my business. I realign with my mission, which is exactly what it was before. So don't, don't think that it's about the fact that you're on the wrong path. Perhaps you are, but you won't know that until you dig deep. Okay. So that was number three. Number four, the things that I wish I knew three years ago when starting my business is that there is no better feeling, no better feeling than the feeling of personal momentum. Now, I speak about this a lot in my coaching. I call it Big Mo. When Big Mo comes to town, you are like pumped with momentum. You know where you're going. You have a trajectory that you are on track to achieve. You have a plan. You have a program. You are minxing, in other words. That is what minxing is. And so when you are off your alignment and you don't have the momentum, that is when you feel at your worst. So what you have to do is you have to focus on getting that momentum back. Now, it, it comes in different forms. And for everybody, it's different. For me, finding my momentum, getting back in my flow and feeling at my absolute best to perform and produce and be of value to my community is really the sweet spot. And how I find it is in a few different ways. But I would say that this year, finding my momentum again, which I'm so happy to tell you it is back in full force, was by reading, actually. Sometimes it's by networking. Sometimes it's by taking a break. Sometimes it's meditation. Sometimes it's exercise. It could be a combination of all the things. But I will tell you that over the last, I would say three to four months, I have really immersed myself in a plethora of books and I have absolutely reaped the rewards. I am feeling so much better. I'm feeling so much more aligned with my purpose, with my passion, with my goals. And that really comes from the books that I'm reading. And I will add to that. I can't only take, give the books credit, but the other thing is that I recently signed up with a new coach and I wasn't working with a coach this year, a real like one-on-one. Um, and I wasn't part of a real like mastermind per se. I was part of another program and I lost the momentum because of that. Now, it doesn't mean you have to sign up with a coach. I'm just saying that for me, it has truly helped. I signed up with a brand new coach about six weeks ago and before we even started, just like making the decision putting the money down and like connecting with her and making that commitment to myself immediately improved my momentum. And so it's going up, up and up. So find your momentum and make it work because when you're in those low moments and you don't have momentum, entrepreneurship can look scary. Okay. Next one. This is huge people. If you are an entrepreneur, you really need to listen up. Even if you're not, everybody needs to hear this. Comparison is evil and it is the most unhealthy place to be if you want to keep growing and you want to keep progressing. 
And so what I want to say to you is that you need to run at your own pace. You need to not compare yourself to everybody else, all the other coaches out there, all the other people who are doing retreats. I mean, if I kept looking at them in comparing myself to where I'm at now, I would not still be here. It would have crushed me a long time ago. I just keep focusing or I try to keep focusing on my own progress and where I am now versus where I have been, not where I am now versus where other people are. This took me a long time to figure out because when you start out in a niche or in an industry, you're looking at what others are doing. You're seeing how they're pricing their products or services. You're seeing how they're relating to the community. You're seeing the social media that they're putting out the website that they have, the designs, the branding, the logos, everything you're comparing. So it's natural. However, you have to, at some point, reel it back in and realize that's great to some degree to compare, but not when you're comparing your overall achievement, your overall value and your overall worth. That is where it can be actually very detrimental to your business and your health. So This is where I wanted to talk about this book quickly that I'm reading that I've just finished actually this morning. It's called The Gap and the Gain by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and and Dan Sullivan. They co-authored it together. And I'm just going to explain it simply. And I'm going to be talking about this probably till I'm blue in the face because it's really important. Number one, if you are in the gap, it means you are constantly comparing yourself to others or this phantom ideal in the future that you have created for yourself. So you're constantly comparing where you are now to this elusive ideal or others, and you are in the gap. You don't feel positive. You don't feel good. You constantly feel like you're not doing enough. That's the gap. Do you see what I'm saying? Versus when you're in the gain, Mm, the gain. When you are in the gain, it's you're comparing yourself to your former self where you were yesterday, where you were a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, and so on. So if I think about where I am now versus where I was three years ago starting this business, I can list so many things of what I have achieved where I'm in the game. If I consistently look at the gaps, in other words, where I am not yet, where I should or could have been, if I keep comparing myself to others or my ideal if I were looking into this business three years ahead, I would feel terrible about where I'm at now. But instead, I choose to be in the game and I choose to look at all the things that I've achieved over the last three years as I come up on this, what do you call it? Entrepreneurship anniversary per se, business versary. What is it? I don't know. I look back at the fact that I have coached one-on-one over 100 people. I looked at this number this week. What? A hundred people. That's nuts. Like that means that I've potentially changed 100 people's lives or together we have changed their lives. That's mind blowing to me. I'm very proud of that. I've read over 50 books in three years. A person who never read any books. I'm pretty impressed by that too. I've attended more than 10 personal development or professional development conferences or events. Pretty amazing. I have had countless conversations with the most incredible people and networked with the most incredible people. I wouldn't have imagined that I would have had that opportunity. I've surpassed my corporate income. Yay. I have worked with six one-on-one coaches and counting. Like in other words, I have hired six coaches to work with. And I really, really, really am so 
honored with the fact that I invested in myself, but that I got to learn from them and grow from them and achieve so much with them. I managed to grow, start and grow a business and keep it afloat in a pandemic. Pretty cool. I started a morning live show, Minx Your Morning, here we are, and a podcast still going. I think it's over 120 episodes or something like that. I haven't counted. I've hosted five in-person retreats, some overnight, some daytime retreats, and more are coming. Very awesome. Those are some examples. If I didn't look back on those things, I wouldn't be feeling like I'm in this game, this absolute game. So it is a choice. And if I'd known this three years ago, I would have been a little better off in those moments of feeling, you know, lacking and comparing because it just is not worth it. Just don't do it. If you have a business or you're starting something or a side hustle or whatever it is, any time in your life, do not compare yourself to others. Compare yourself only to yourself and where you've come from. That's my tidbit. Right. I've got three more to go. The eight things that I wish I'd known when I started my business three years ago. Okay. Number six, never stop networking. This is key. I've always said this, but now I believe it even more so because the fruits of my networking is what really gets me the momentum and the success and the networking and the referrals and the feeling that I'm putting myself out there, especially in this day and age where you can sit behind a screen all day and just zoom yourself out, really. Networking is so, so, so important, especially for you to keep fresh, keep afloat and keep your energy up. There we go. Second last tip that I have for you, the thing that I wish I'd known three years ago when I started my business is that social media has its place. It does have its place. However, it is not the place that I thought it would have. This may come as a shock to some because obviously I am on social media. I have another account on social media with Momjo. I will say this in terms of business and building a business. It is more of a distraction than it is a growth strategy. Just hear me out, my friends. It is more of a distraction than it is a growth strategy for your business. Because what it does is it sends you down a spiral, a rabbit hole of constantly looking at what other people are doing and how they are showing up on social. And it distracts you from your instinct and from what you truly want to put out there because it implants ideas into your brain as to how you should be doing it or how you could be doing it. Rather than just being like, what is it that I really want to say? How is it that I really want to show up? And how do I want to connect with my people? Because that is where the beauty of social media lies. And so as I move forward, I have noticed that I really am taking, I don't know if you would notice it, but for me, it's these small thoughts and how I'm adjusting my thoughts around social media and then my actions around social media that are making a difference. For example, sometimes I'll go on a run and whereas I used to Instagram every single time and show on stories, oh, I'm out for a run in the hopes of motivating someone else, in the hopes of like putting it out there, holding myself accountable, which is all good. I felt that like my focus on my run was about capturing that moment rather than just being in the moment. So I don't always share it. I don't always share it. I don't always share it when I'm out on a run. I don't always share it when I'm working on a certain thing or with a certain client or thinking about a certain thing or devising a new offering because sometimes I just need to be in it rather than being sharing it. And so my advice to you, and if I was telling my former three-year-old self 
in my infancy of my business, it would be that finding and then sticking to what suits you and what works for you on social media is absolutely crucial. Rather than spending hours and hours and hours and probably hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. I didn't do that, but some people do. They spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on courses, on social media experts, on people to do the job for them, which has its place. But when you're starting out, you need to figure out what works for you. Go slowly, go consistently and put certain measures in place to keep you balanced. For example, curfews, like stopping to scroll after a certain amount of time or stopping to scroll at, I try for nine or 9.30 at night to stop scrolling. Also in the morning, not waking up and looking on social media first thing. My goodness, I coach about this all the time about your morning routine. You cannot wake up and compare your life to everyone else in social media as you open your eyes. It's silly. You're not going to have a good day. I can guarantee it. And you're definitely not going to create the content you need to be creating for your business if you have been implanted with ideas from other people and what they're creating. Hands down, no questions asked. Have an accountability buddy if you want to stay off social media at those hours and you want to remain committed to yourself. That's what I do. I have a social media accountability partner saying that we don't look at social till 9am and then we text each other at 9am. We're like, done, achieved, continue with your day. Also, you can set alarms for yourself or do downtime on your phone. Whatever works for you to keep you aligned with your social media habits that you feel are healthy to you. You don't have to do what I do. Just find what works for you or what doesn't work for you and make sure you put elements in place to keep you accountable. Okay, last but not least, my friends, the eighth thing that I wish I had known three years ago and stuck to, that is that instinct is absolutely everything. Trusting your instinct is key. I have put out many an offer that didn't work. I have put out many an offer that didn't work for some reason because the dates were wrong, the timing was wrong. Perhaps it was too cheap. Perhaps it was too expensive. I have no idea. Perhaps it was too similar to what someone else was doing. Perhaps it was too different. I don't know. I don't dwell on those things. But I will tell you that every time I put something out and it didn't work, if I was being honest with myself, I knew it. My instinct knew that it was the wrong time or it was too expensive or it was too cheap or it wasn't the right offering. But I put it out anyway. And now I'm telling you that I am stronger in trusting my instinct. And so for sure, I've learned from those mistakes. Absolutely. That's the game. However, if I had really listened to my instinct, I would probably have saved myself a lot of time and quite a lot of effort. So my advice to you moving forward is trust your instinct, people. Trust your instinct and make sure that you are tapping into what you really and truly feel. So I just highlighted the eight things that I wish I'd known three years ago when I started this business. And I'm hoping that by doing this analysis and by doing this recap for myself and for you moving into the next three years and beyond of this business or your business or whatever you're doing in your life, you will take at least one of these eight, if not more, and just try to implement it in some way that suits you. Because I think this is gold right here. And it takes everybody a long time to figure this out when you're an entrepreneur and you're on your own journey. There are so many lessons you have to learn the hard way, which is part of the journey. 
However, it is nice to be able to shortcut through some of these areas. So I hope that that was helpful. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you would like to just tell me that this resonated with you in some way, shape or form, I would really love to hear it. So whether you're listening on the podcast or you are watching right here on Instagram, drop me a comment, send me a DM, send me an email, connect with me in some way. This is my jam, friends. This is why I'm doing this so that we can all really learn from each other and help ease the path moving forward as we try to better ourselves in our own journey moving forward. I'll just remind you that I offer complimentary discovery calls. If you want to know what this coaching thing is about, it's called results coaching, whether it's in your life or your business. That is what I do. I help you achieve the results that you want for yourself. We define them and then we go get them. So I'm going to go work on my own results today. And they're going to be better than the results I achieved yesterday because that is what I'm comparing myself to. That is what I've learned. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Minx Your Morning. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review, rate this episode, and also subscribe to the Minx Your Morning podcast. That way, other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it. And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www.liathorovitz.com and come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at Liat Horowitz. Have a minxful day and see you next time.